day, punters, and welcome to Winning Post Preview Podcast for the weekend of Saturday, April 17. I am John Barker. Joining me as usual, Jackpot Joel Marshall and Well, Joel, we reached day two of the championships and what a culmination it is. Um, the Australian race course of the year title, you would think, goes on the line between uh, Cox Plate winners to Dragonet and five-time Group 1 winner this season. Very elegant, uh, with the added intrigue, of course, of last year's Queen Elizabeth winner, Adabe, in there too. It looks a race in three, or are you thinking uh, Mugatu or Mwanga might spoil the party? Yeah, look, I probably can't see any of those latter ones you mentioned winning the race, but it's interesting because a lot of these horses are superior wet trackers. They're obviously very talented on top of the ground as well. Looks like we're going to get a dry track in Sydney on Saturday, but uh, they're all sort of elite on, on wet ground. Uh, probably dry ground is probably against a D, but if any of them, I think wetter ground probably suits him better than the others. So, look, it could play into the hands of uh, Very Elegant and a couple of the others if we're on, uh, if we're on dry ground. I certainly think the three-year-old Moana can run well. Uh, we've seen three three-year-olds contest this race in the last 10 years, and they've finished second, third, and fourth. So they've all run well, and I expect him to be pretty competitive, but probably won't win. And, Daniel, the other big, big race, I guess, uh, is the Sydney Cup uh, worth $2 million bucks at Randwick on Saturday. And as I've written in Best Bets and Winning Post this week, uh, it's sort of uh, – you'd think there's a there's a sort of Zabil line – this is a beer line mare uh, taking on all the overseas horses uh, in the shorter race, in the weight parade 2,000 metre race. And uh, Australian and New Zealand breeds are quite prominent in the Sydney Cup, surprisingly. And uh, I see without giving it away that you're tipping one on top. Yeah, that's correct. It's good to see the, um, the Australasian horses um, you know, feature prominently in, this, in the two-mile race. Of course, it's been all the talk over the past few years um you know we got the international horses dominating those two mile features mainly the melbourne cup but um, i think the the local horses will hold a good give a good account of themselves on saturday in the in the big two mile feature and um just one of the the mouth-watering races on the card um, as it always is the championships always <coughs> has delivered since the inception uh, a few years back so really looking forward to it yeah the sydney cup certainly um Looks to be one of the more intriguing races on the day. All righty. We will, speaking of the day, we'll take you right through the 10-race card once again at Randwick on Saturday. It's all black type bar the provincial championship final, which obviously is uh, one of the more fascinating races on the card. So we'll go straight through and we'll start in race one, 11.30 a.m. local time, the agency real estate mile, 1,600-metre quality for two-year-olds, better known as the Fernhill Handicap. Joel? I've gone with one Converge. I was with him in the Bayou. Unfortunately, he got run down by safe. But, look, he had the pattern on his side. He led for a long way and, and ran well. You'd have to think he's going to be putting himself on speed and, and taking plenty of running down. I, I probably don't want to step into a $1.90. I'd probably, if, if, if I was having a bet, I'd take some multiples with him and, and maybe around number six, Akahata, and I could maybe back him each way at $11. He looked like he needed further when finishing fifth on the Kenzo track at start two. He actually came back in trip at Kembla next time and then was held up and... Once he got clear, he really finished off well behind Anakur, who he meets here today. I think he can turn the tables on him. Uh, two, Allegron in for third. That Mornington Sires race that he comes through last start, that's produced two of the last six winners of this race. He hit the line strongly. 
with good late splits. And four, Morris is me dad. Just seems to be improving all the time. Comes off a, a nice win at Hawkesbury. But one on top for me from six, two and four. Yeah, I'm with Converge as well. Back in grade here, he's got the best exposed form of the the field. Two, um, two pretty good runs um, in the Pago Pago and Bayou last start. Appreciate the rise 1,600 metres. You'll think, give him more weight, but um, just on what he's done as preparation, he looks the one to beat. Allegro on in next, uh, improved and rising slightly in trip at Mornington. Last start behind Daily Bugle, I think he will again prove up to the mile. And then the third and fourth, we've got the, the Cornella out of that Kembley Grange maiden, uh, Joel Touchon, Akahata and Arnica. One, two, six, three. Race two at Royal Randwick on Saturday is the Bisley Workwear South Pacific Classic, 1,400-metre quality for three-year-olds at uh, listed level. And uh, just while Joel's um, giving us his thoughts on the South Pacific, uh, Daniel, do you want to uh, see if you can possibly relocate somewhere? You do sound like you're in a public bathroom. Uh, there is a lot of echo there, so uh, I'm not sure if you uh, can... Uh, can relocate, but Joel, what do you like in the South Pacific Classic? Well, I'm with Private Eye here. He put four wins on the trot last prep, looked a real progressive type. They kicked him off in the Derby Munro. That was a strong race. We saw the PJ Bell Cornella come through that last week, and of course, Isotope and Odium have big assignments later on in the program. He was niggled along to sort of keep up, and then he got a bad check at the 600, and that put him out of play. I didn't think he was too bad thereafter. I think he's a deserved favourite. He's got to um, get out to 1,400 second up. He got to 1,350 fourth up last prep, and he handled it fine. So if he's not a run short, then I think he's the one to beat. Six yardsticks, an intriguing runner because he's had three runs back, all in class ones, all with 61.5 against older horses. He's been knocked off each time, but he hasn't been getting beaten far. I thought he galloped really well earlier this week on Tuesday morning with a, a far better performed stable mate. And he drops down to 53. So he could be on speed and giving them plenty to chase. 11 Rainbow Connection in for third. Thought it was a good debut win. Actually came back in trip at Warwick Farm. He got back off a wide gate. Thought he hit the line quite well. I think uh, further will suit. And 8 Ellsberg. Uh, showed plenty of promise. That was his first prep. He tackled the Group 3 Spring Stakes at start three. He was able to win twice in that first prep. He can push forward and certainly give a, a good sight with the minimum. But uh, with Private Eye, two from six, 11 and eight. And with Private Eye also, how do we... Much better. Now, Max? Much better. Okay. Um, yeah, Private Eye for me in this. I'm pretty keen on him. I think he can bounce back strongly. Um, he was, was resumed in a, in a really hot race first up and... Um, struck trouble at a key stage there, but with the recent trial win, uh, making ground in between horse, I thought was nice work. Um, back into a weaker race, I think he can hit back hard. So he's my best of the day in Sydney, the two. For the three, next sweet reply. Um, she's a talented filly. She's only, won the, she's only won the one race, but she's run well in some in some good races um, in the past. Her form, this preparation isn't great, but... Um, back onto a dry track might suit her. She's um, placed in five or six on top of the ground. In for third, I have um, in for third. I have the six yardstick, uh, racing well without reward. This preparation and the key is plummets down to fifty three kilos. And in for fourth, the eight 
resuming Ellsberg, the spilled the, spilled the beans cult. Two on top of three, six, eight. Race three at Royal Ramblick on Saturday. Polytrack Provincial Championships final. 1,400 metres, set weights, special conditions for the horses trained at the provincial tracks. Joel, a bit of uh, deja vu because last week you uh, nominated a horse that uh, had a one-word name that is a combination of a number of words and uh, it was your Ruffy on page two in winning post and uh, it opened up at 51 bucks. It started a lot shorter than that but was a, a big run from the back off a moderate tempo to uh, get up for third and reward the each-way backers. Similar story this week, you'd be hoping. Yes, indeed. Yeah, gone for another roughie here in the Provincial Championships qualifier. Probably a little less confident with this one, even though she is, in fact, a little bit shorter at the 30 to 1. But, yeah, probably not as confident. We speak of number 14, Live in the Fast Lane. She's a pretty honest mare, formerly in Victoria, since she's joined the, the Price team at Kembla Grange. She's been pretty consistent. They tried getting her up over longer trips, and I think back to these, they're probably up to a mile is probably a go. I thought her fresh run was good at Warwick Farm. She then came through one of the later heats there at Kembla Grange last time out. Gee, it was a brave effort. She drew 16. She couldn't even get three wide. She was four wide, no cover throughout. I thought it was a super run to finish third. Look, admittedly, it was probably the, one of the weaker heats, one of the weaker qualifiers. But in saying that, I think third up, she's ready to peak. I think she's over the odds. So I've gone with her each way from those at the top of the market. One Pandano, seven weeks since his qualifying win at Newcastle. So he's been kept very fresh. It doesn't surprise because he's had a bit of a deep campaign. He'd already been out to the mile and won at Randwick. He was really in the zone before that led up. So he's going to be very hard to beat. Seven great news. The other key player, quite short in the market. Deserves to be favourite. Just going to need a little bit of luck from that outside gate now. Uh, she won her qualifier at Gosford very well and then measured up uh, strongly in benchmark grade, which was sort of a similar form line I was working off last week with Charmy Baby. So she's certainly hard to beat. And for Crystal Breeze, I think's the improver was well beaten by Pandano at Newcastle, but uh, ran second in the latest run at Warwick Farm, had 60 and a half, sat wide and, and battled on well, drops to 56 and looks set to peak. So 14, a bit of value from 1, 7 and 4. Look, the 9, Electric Girl, um, here fourth up for the Nathan Doyle camp. I've been following her this preparation and she's she's been running... Pretty decent races in these uh, provincial championship qualify <clears throat> heats. She, she got a long way back, a long, long way back last start, much further back than she normally does in running. Um, and she should have finished much closer, but she was finding the line nicely. She ran into third there at Gosford. She's trialed since. Um, the dry track is certainly the key with her, um, and she maps to get a lovely run just off the speed from barrier five. Uh, nice each way play, I think, in this race. Nine electric girl. But the seven next, great news. Good from the wide gate last day. I'll have to jump again from a wide gate this time around. Um, but she's certainly flying and look, she's yet to run a poor race in her 10 starts. 13, Grace Bay. Thought might we won a little bit over the odds. Good in town, two back and <clears throat> was strong late last start. She'll um she'll be the one flashing late from that from getting back and flashing home. In the big field, in for fourth at the 10, Game of Thorns. Nine to beat seven, 13 and 10. The remainder of the card at Randwick on Saturday, day two of the championships. Every one of these seven races worth a million bucks or more. First of them is race four, Heineken Percy Stikes Stakes. 
1,200 metres, set weights and penalties for two-year-old fillies, group two, worth a million bucks, Joel. You couldn't jump off Najmati after her impressive win at Caulfield. That made it two from two. She's got a serious turn of foot. Uh, she's a deserved favourite. I think there's a bit of competition, though. Seven Trufasha looks a real talent. A debut run was very good as a short-priced favourite. Then went to the Riesling just a bit keen early on. Um, I noticed that they have got the earmuffs on, which isn't a surprise here today. But even though she was a bit keen, gee, she flew at the line. Second best last 200 of the day. Just looked to be cruising in a recent trial for Rachel King. So, look, she's going to be, I don't think, too far off Najmati here at the finish. 11 yearning I've got plenty of time for, just whether the others are a bit sharp for her. She's out of rising romance. Of course, a Caulfield uh, Cup place getter so she's going to get better over further really interesting that team hawks paid huge money for the brother to this horse at the sales last week so obviously got a bit of time for this girl she was very good on debut and five crystal bound well that was a big impression she created on debut at the valley very fast time she ran and she bolted in and there's been winning form uh, from behind her so she's in the mix as well two on top from seven eleven and five Yeah, Najmati meets a strong, much stronger field than she did at Caulfield last start, but she's hard to toss after that win. Um, <clears throat> getting back in, it was a dominant display there. Hunnam's come out of that race and won well last weekend. Um, you know, there's plenty of opposition here, I think, but Najmati hard to go past based on what she's shown in both starts. Crystal Bounds, Joel mentioned, a real eye-catching win on debut and the way she opened up in the straight and put the race to bed in a matter of strides. She's obviously very exciting. Six testimonial with the blinkers on. Not going to drop her off her yet. Um, she'll settle closer this time around. And in for fourth, I have the seven Trifascia. Um, obviously very promising, as Joel said as well. Two on top of five, six. First of the group ones at Randwick on Saturday is race five. The star Australian Oaks. 2,400 metres, set weights for three-year-old fillies, also worth a million bucks, Joel. I'm back in the corner of Montefilia here on Saturday. I think she's just been a run behind, and I'm not too worried about the 2,400. I think she'll she'll get it okay. Obviously, there's a few knockers now. She's had two attempts at it. Uh, on face value, she had every chance last week in the derby, but uh, the rails inside wasn't the place to be. The, the place getters were all out wide, and most of the most of the, sort of the, the winners came away from the rails, and... Jason Collett just had to use that rails run while it was there just before the turn because she'd been shuffled back and sort of lost her spot a little bit on the mud, uh, off the muddling tempo. We saw her in the spring uh, win the flight in the spring champion on good ground. The spring champion was, of course, on the seven-day backup. And in time, they've been pretty strong, proven to be pretty strong wins because she beat subsequent Group 1 winners in both of those races. I just think fourth up on the quick backup on better ground. She uh, really gets her chance to shine Montefilia. I'm obviously worried of the Kiwi, Amaralina, because she looks a bit of a star. She's won five from seven, never missed the Quinella. Uh, one of her seconds was behind Aegon. Her New Zealand Oaks win was strong. A six due have to be taken by her because that was a strong win in the Adrian Knox last week. And from all reports, Hugh Bowman had the, uh, had the ride on Montefilia uh, to take over from Jason Collett, but has elected to stay with this girl. So got to respect that. And four Harmony Rose... She was the only one standing from that fast early tempo in the Vinery. All the other on paces dropped out. She led right to the line before being nailed by Hungry Heart. I uh, think she probably gets a softer time here. And if she does, she can be 
tough to run down, but I'm keen on Montefilia. One from two, six, and four. Yeah, I'm going to stick with one Montefilia as well. Joel's made most of the, the main points for me um, on the quick backup <clears throat> into this, I think. Yeah. So, so well. And look, she's, she's at the two starts over this trip, the 2,400 metres last start, and solid in inferior ground, and third in the Oaks over 2,500 metres. So, I don't think she's um, the distance is a query, and the fact that as I mentioned the quick backup, I'm going to give her another chance. The in for th- second at the four Harmony Rose, super brave run up on the speed, and that binary stud um, <clears throat> on paces to to hold the spot. I got the three hungry heart, the winner of that binary stud, who um, sort of could buck the pattern of the day with that win. It was an excellent performance from the Frankel filly stepping up to two thousand meters. In for fourth, I have. New Zealand, Billy, Amarillina in similar numbers. One, four, three, two. Race six at uh, Rambic on Saturday is the Arrowfield three-year-old sprint. This is a group two set weights for three-year-olds over 1,200 metres and worth a million bucks. Yeah, cracking race this one. Uh, I've leaned the way of Prague just for a bit of value. I was really sort of tossing up between him and September run and just gone for the value in Prague. He's had his run space this time in. I thought his return in the Eskimo Prince with a big weight was good. I liked him in the new market as a bit of a roughie. He ran very well. He was the best home of the outside division there, finishing fourth. Um, they've kept him fresh again. I think there could be a plan to back him up next week in the all-age. I think he can be competitive in a race like that. Just think he'll be strong laid off what should be a good pace set by the face and wisdom of water. And, yeah, I think it... $12, $13. He's a good play each way from September run. Does make Prague four kilos better uh, for about a two and a half length defeat in the new market. Uh, we've seen her runs either side of that in the Lightning and the William Reed. They've been huge performances. Back to her own age group. She's got to be hard to beat. One wild three at Randwick. He resumed with a strong win there with 59 kilos. Went to the Galaxy. Just settled a bit too far back and from there it was just too tough. Eduardo was running along pretty slickly out in front. A wild ruler wasn't too far from sort of third, fourth there. So I think he's well placed back to his own age group. A nine isotope, no knock on her. She won the Derby Munro well, beating Group 1 winner Odium. And she'll get a nice sit from the draw. It's a really good race. Two on top from eight, one and nine. Yeah, I'm going to set the one wild ruler on top. I thought his win in the foul ball was, was excellent first up. Um, just in the Galaxy. I gave him a big chance in that race, but... Just got a long way back and uh, gave too big a start there in that race. Um, he's back into, this is a very strong group too, sprint, no doubt about it, but um, slightly back in grade for this. I think he can bounce back in a big way, the one wild ruler. Plenty, uh, very talented colt back against his own age group. So I'm going to have him on top. The 8th September run, um, he was awesome in that William Reed stakes. That was no hope on the turn, but like she finished in attack the line there was um was, was excellent. Mass Crusaders come out of the race and run well. And the TJ Smith, the Frank perform. Uh, nine isotope. Look, this filly will win races like this. Uh, win. I think she's a Group One filly in weightings um, for sure. And she really dug deep to win it in that that hot race first at the Derby Munro. Um, Drawn ideally here again, and she's certainly one of the main players. Then a bit of a gap to the five, Wisdom of Water. I liked his return at Rose Hill. Uh, this is a tougher race, no doubt about it, but I've always had a bit of a 
bit of time for him and to roll forward and, you know, might provide a little bit of a sight. They're worth going into exotics for five with some water. My number's 189 and then five. Well, uh, the fun fact is on your side about the Arrowfield Sprint because five of the past, past six winners have jumped from gate seven or wider. And Prague is gate seven, wild ruler. Gate 10, race seven, first leg of the quaddy at Royal Rambic on Saturday. Schweppes Sydney Cup, 3,200 metres, a handicap. Group one, two million, Joel. Yeah, this is a tricky race. Uh, it's a tough start to the quaddy. I'd be going pretty wide. I've landed on Spirit Ridge because I just think he's a pretty good price. He's a horse that got out over long trips early in his career in the UK, joined Martin Unum. He really went through the grades nicely, got those two back to win, uh, back-to-back wins at, at Group 3 listed level. In the summer, uh, they gave him a bit of a, a let-up. It was a good run in the sky high just edged out late by Toffee Tongue. And I thought he acquitted himself pretty well at weight for age in the Tancred. He just didn't have the quick enough speed to go with the winner at those weights. But I thought he stuck on pretty well in the last furlong. I can see him getting a lovely run on speed. And yeah, well, two miles, I guess, is a query with a few of these. But uh, I think he'll run it out quite well. So I've gone with eight each way to beat Favourite Moon. Liked him first up in the Manion Cup and it was a good win. Uh, just, I thought the soft ground would play to his advantage there, and it did. He had a sweet run as well. He maps to get that good run again, and just if he can do it on maybe slightly drier ground is, the, I guess, the query, but certainly going to run well. Uh, she's ideal in for third. I thought she was the other uh, sort of flashing light run out of the tankard. She dropped seven kilos. Just think she's been uh, trekking along beautifully this time in. And taking Realm of Flowers out of the Manion Cup as well in for fourth. She was excellent there. Three wide throughout, still finished off in strong last 200 to just miss Favourite Moon. So she's got to be liked. Uh, if you're going wider for the Quaddy, I would include the Chosen One and also Salino down the bottom. But my numbers are 8, 10, 12 and 13. Yeah, with the 13, Realm of Flowers, um, as Joel mentioned, that, that Manion Cup run was terrific. She no right to finish off the way she did at the end of 2,400 metres, but in the next last 200 metres after sitting three wide, you look at her form, you'd probably get the takeaway that she, best form's on um, affected ground, but she did run a very good second in the Sandown Cup in her only attempt over 3,200 metres at the end of last preparation in the spring. So uh, I think she can run a big race and look at Daniel Thornton in second Group one, she's on top for me in a wide race. The eight Spirit Ridge um, plummets in weight after a very good effort in the tanker at 59 kilos at weight for age, down to 51 and a half here. Rondanella, um, she was super last start, uh, running in the second mine, quick, quick thinker, thrashing everything else there. And she has run well in this race before a couple of years back. She only needs to carry the 50 kilos and in for fourth, thought good idea. Uh, he's 3,200 metre form and very good. Next one, winner of the, the Adelaide Cup. Back in trip last start off a little bit of a freshen off, and he was okay there, but back up to 3,200 metres here. Um, I think certainly wouldn't, wouldn't shock these at a bigger price. 13, 8, 11, 15. Race 8 at Royal Randwick on Saturday. Second leg of the quaddy. It is the big one. Longines, Queen Elizabeth Stakes. 2,000 metres, standard weight for age, worth 4 million bucks. 
the scratching of Sam Adout as we speak to him on Thursday afternoon. There's only seven left in it, but uh, very, very high quality. Field, Indeed Joel. it is. And uh, look, I'm going with very elegant. I'm happy to stick with her. As I said, we're on probably going to be on dry ground. So we've, she's been on soft six, soft seven throughout this prep, but we saw her handle the dry ground when winning the Turnbull. Uh, she doesn't go backwards sort of as she gets deeper into her prep. If anything, she improves with her last three fourth up runs. I think her an Oaks win, a Tancred win, and a Caulfield Cup win. So she just continues to thrive with racing. I thought she had a Deeb's measure pretty pretty comfortably in the Ranvet. He gets the blinkers, and you know, he might well improve with the run under the belt. But I'm happy to, to stick with the the same exactor, seven to beat one. I've thrown the three-year-old Mawanga in for third. He just got too far back in the Doncaster last week. Those three-year-olds with those sorts of weights, you really need to be up on speed and making use of that lightweight. And he was just a, a mile off them. But he hit the line well. It was a good Rose Hill Guineas win prior. And as I mentioned earlier, three-year-olds that have run in this race recently have all run well. Uh, Retrieve and Monaco Consul were uh, were sort of top four finishers. And I was probably sort of in their class. He, he wouldn't be in the class of Dundeal, who ran second. But I think, uh, yeah, he's there to run well. And two, Sir Dragonette, who just oozed a bit of class there in the Tancred you know, they were sort of all handicappers in behind him. And, you know, in hindsight, 550 was a steal. But uh, it was just whether he would handle the dry ground. He handled it perfect. He's certainly in the mix. But seven on top for me from one, eight and two. Yeah, same exact. I'm with the seven. Very elegant on top of Adib. <clears throat> Look, Adib, as Joel said, she had a very elegant had Adib's measure in the round of it last start. Adib will... Take benefit that, no doubt. This is, this is presenting here second up, but um, as Joel touched on with the fourth up, she just improves into the preparation. Um, we had every chance indeed to pass her, and she was just too good, very elegant. So I don't can't see a reason to um, to change the result here. So I've got seven on top of one, two Sir Dragon A with the very good win on top of the ground last start. In three, Magatu rising the two thousand meters. Perhaps looking for it now. Uh, seven, one, two, three. Race nine at Royal Rambic on Saturday is the last of the Group Ones. It is the third leg of the quarter. It is the Moen Chandon Queen of the Turf Stakes, sixteen hundred meters, standard weight for age. Group One for fillies and mares, and uh, probable Joel was really done nothing wrong uh, until striking that deteriorating track at the Valley last time, and you're expecting her to bounce back. Yeah, I think the, the dry ground is uh, is the key, obviously, with with Probabil. Just the rain came at the wrong time for the All-Star Mile, and she's just nowhere near as effective on, you know, once you get soft six and worse, and that track, you know, officially soft six, but I'm pretty sure, you know, everyone was sort of of the opinion it was well and truly in the heavy range by the time they went around. And look, prior to that, she'd been impressive winning her two lead-up runs, including the Futurity. She's an Epsom winner. Um, she's really well placed under the weight for age condition. So look, she's pretty well found. Two dollars fifty. Uh, you know, normally these sort of open mares race, you tend to go looking for value. But happy to put her on top ahead of eleven odium. It's been a bit of a funny prep. Twelve hundred. Uh, sorry, fourteen hundred back to twelve hundred with the blinkers on. Now out to the mile. But uh, no matter how they've got here, I think she's got here in good form because it was a good run in the Derby Munro and she just got edged out late by Isotope. A lovely draw for her to work with. I think she's the biggest threat. Uh, in for third, number seven, Vanna Girl. She's still to prove herself at this sort of level. She was well beaten by Probabil in the Epsom. 
I thought her two runs at Flemington during Cup Week were okay without a lot going right. And her first up win in Brisbane was excellent. She had 59 against the boys. It was a muddling tempo, and she still came from near last and won. So I think she's come back in really good form. And I've included another of the three-year-olds, number 13, Star Rel. Three-year-old fillies coming back from the Vinery have a good record in this race recently. Elise and Fox Play have won it. Fox uh, Funstar has finished runner-up. Look, she's probably not in the class of that trio, but just using that as a bit of a guide, she might run well at a bit of a price. But I'm with one on top from 11, 7 and 13. Well, the 11 Odium was the bet, best um, betting prospect of the two, the Odium and, and probably they were hard to separate, but um, she comes in here in good form. As Joel said, <clears throat> she's a group one winner, 1,600 metres. Excellent in a hot race last start with a, a good filly. Pouncing late to beat her, but she beat everything else and, and did look sort of look home at one stage there. <clears throat> um, do you want to get the run of the race in barrier four? Picks a lot of boxes for me. The 11 Odium, Probabile, certainly hard to beat on what she's done this preparation. Um, well in under, well in under the, the 57 kilos. Clearly the two. I think the six quantum mechanic who I gave a good chance, gave a good chance in the Emancipation last start. She can certainly pop up here at odds. Um, it was a big run that day. She got off. Um, she was sort of in the part of the track where they weren't really making ground in the straight, but she just continued to. Uh, to keep coming late, and she was excellent running into third there. It was a big run against the pattern. Uh, group 1, Glenn, on board here. She, big, very good record in Group 1 races of late, um, and I think she's over the odds. So those are the three I'll play around, 11, 1, and 6. Thinking for four, we've got two, Colette, obviously a classy mare on a day. A bit of a wide gate to deal with here, um, but um, you can certainly win, no doubt about it. But 11, 1, 6, and 2. And the last of 20 races at the championships at Ramwick on Saturday is race 10, the TAB Sapphire Stakes. 1,200 metres set weights and penalties for fillies and mares. And uh, contrary to what I said before, it is not worth a million bucks. This one is worth 300,000. Yeah, I've gone with the Kiwi on Trivier. She's got the visitor's gate here, 16 of 16, but she's very good. She's really belying her breeding somewhat. She's by Tavistock out of a a daughter of Golan who just uh, throws stayers and she's up and sprinting like a, a you know, very talented short courser. So, look, she's run, she's run really good time on wet and dry ground and last race, Randwick, and, you know, we sort of saw it last week. I think getting out wide will, will probably be the place to be. She's just going to need a bit of luck at the right time, but happy to stick with her. Three on Trivier to beat four Fiesta. Thought her first up run was very good. She had the best last 600, 400, 200 of the day against uh, just a bit of a, a soft tempo. She then went to the Galaxy, got back, found a little bit of trouble and sort of never likely, but I think back to uh, Mare's grade, 1,200 with Hugh Bowman. That ticks a few boxes. Eight Tricky Gal came back in trip last start and ran very well on the birthday card. She drops from 58 to 54. I think she can uh, finish, just uh, you know, run her usual honest race and be thereabouts and can't leave out to Farney who's last year's all-age winner. She's got the 58 and a wide draw, and she's never won fresh. So they're the negatives, but obviously the positives are is that she's a group one weight for age winner against the boys. She shouldn't be left out. Three on top from four, eight, and one. I'm with Fiesta on top in the last. Um, thought she wasn't disgracing the Galaxy last start across the line with Wild Ruler or just about a length behind that horse. I'm giving a good chance to me. 
in the sprint earlier in the day. Um, back to Mayor's grade Fiesta. Very good return in the Winona girl. Third up here. Um, she can certainly show her best and, and finish over the top of these. Three, the, the Kiwi bear on Trivia in next. Uh, Kiwi form's hard to ignore. She just knows how to win. Five, California Zimble. Uh, love the win first up. Had a chance. Second up, second up to 1,200 metres. But typically solid. She's always around the mark. She's won six of 14. And she won't shock here. And fourth in, I got the resuming Stefano. Four on top of three, five, one. All right, recapping Randwick on Saturday, day two of the championships. Daniel's best race, two, number two, Private Eye. Value, we just heard about race 10, number four, Fiesta. Joel's best race, five, number one, in the Oaks, Montefilia. And value bet in the three-year-old sprint, race six, number two, Prague. There's also a fair bit of money up for grabs at Caulfield on Saturday, where it is, uh, there's a lot of, Vobas, uh, Vobas races, Onus, Onus Day. Plenty of cash up for grabs. Uh, usually a great day for favourite punters because um, the conditions of these races, there's a lot of races that are restricted to Vobas horses and they're run at set weights and penalties that when you compare the weights to the horses' handicap ratings, there are some absolute standouts and uh, it's no different this year. Look, they don't, they don't all win. They never all win, but usually two or three of them do win. So uh, if you can just get a bank on one of those, you can probably guarantee yourself a profit for the day. There is one black-type race at Caulfield on Saturday, and it is race seven, the Widden Victoria Bell Esprit Stakes 1,100-metre handicap. Uh, Joel yeah, had to see Alpha Aura. I thought he was very good first up. Didn't lose any admirers, even though he was beaten his favourite. Just the 1,000 metres was a bit sharp for him. I think now that he's had that run under the belt, he got to the line well, the extra 100 metres is a positive. Uh, he's on top for me from Five Sword of Mercy, who won that race, was travelling so well off the uh, sort of the tearaway leader there. She was always the one you wanted to be on, and it was a strong win. She's very consistent. One ancestry, he'll be setting the pace up front and certainly be giving them plenty to chase. And four Prophet's Thumb, who... Didn't have a lot of luck in the Oakley Plate, and she wasn't beaten very far in the new market. So, look, she's certainly down in grade, and with Jamie Carr on board, has to be a chance. But 10 on top for me from 5, 1, and 4. Yeah, that was a cracking race. And with the 10 as well, Alfaro down on the 54 kilos. Um, once they were able to pick up Lady, who was strong through the line. Uh, second up form. Reads pretty well. I think you can go a couple better here, second up. Um, Ancestry, the one, be um, hard to hard to catch on the turn. We'll just have to carry the 60 kilos. Um, so we'll be walking late, I think, with that big weight. And there'll be a few fast finishers who will be descending late, but he'll certainly give a side up as, as he normally does up on the speed. And a couple of back markers, Prophet's Thumb and Liar, to be hitting the line hard. Um, good race. As I touch on 10, 1, 4, and 3. Yeah, well, I made my value bet for the day one of my favourites in Sunlight's sister, Sistar, uh, who is number nine coming off that uh, record time win. But certainly a wide open race. We've got Liar for second, Sword of Mercy, Hama Hama, and I'll definitely be including Alpha Oro and Ancestry uh, in my quaddy. Uh, as I mentioned, that was my value bet. My best was one of these... Uh, Ratings standouts, I think, in race five, number two, 
La Mexicana and I think also Muhammad Ayas early and Mr Quickie are others who, uh, if they run up to their best, should win pretty easily. Uh, what well, about your specials, John? My best, race eight, number six. Certainly one of those uh, big raters that are well-placed at the weights. She was only beaten by showmanship, fresh up, last prep, and then won the group three. How now? Very well. She puts herself on speed, makes her own luck, and as long as she's ready to go first up, I think she'll be very hard to catch. And my value bet is in the last. Uh, number four, Florent. Had a little bit of a result off this girl 12 months ago when she won the Vobus Sires Guineas. They backed her up off the run on the Wednesday. She won at a big price the last race of the day, and I'm hoping 12 months later she can find that same sort of form. She just didn't come up at all last prep. I'm happy to just put a pen through that. I thought her first up run at Pakenham wasn't too bad. She got back over 1,200. The leader won the race. Her late splits were quite good, and she's got the blinkers on first time, second up. So at uh, a bit of a price in a tough race, I'm going to be having something each way on Florent to repeat the dose from 12 months ago. My best comes up in the Vobus Gold Sprint Race 8. I'm pretty keen on the Ma Eustace Mare, How Romantic. Um, she was second to Laver Rod when they met at Mornington last start. She gets two kilos in her favour on that horse this time around. Um, she's drawn ideally in barrier one. She'll roll forward and um, Jamie Carr on board. I think she'll take some running down, How Romantic. She's <clears throat> ready to ready to win now fourth up. So she's my best of the day at Caulfield. Race eight, number two. Uh, race eight, number three, rather. The value comes up in uh, race number two. Down the bottom, Witchful Thinking on with 51.5 kilos after the, the apprentice claim. Um, this mare was, I thought, gave a pretty good side at Sandown Hillside last start. Um, she resumed at Mornington prior and she finished midfield there in a, in a pretty handy fillies and mares, benchmark 70, but she didn't have much go right in running. Um, I think she can zip across from barrier 10 with the 51.5 kilos. She got plenty of early um, early speed. I think she'll be able to lead this and at Caulfield, she'll take some catching, no doubt. Um, certainly her best distance is here and I think she'll be hard to catch 16, which we're thinking each way ticket in race number two, race two sixteen. They are racing at Morfordville as usual in Adelaide on Saturday. The carnival there continues to warm up and uh, We've got three listed races. Uh, the first of them is race six, Daniel. It is the Rudelva Stakes. Set weights and penalties for three-year-olds. You spoke to Daniel Bowman during the week. Uh, that interview is on page 93 of your printed winning post and probably page 20-odd of your online winning post. Uh, and he did indicate that even though Capriccio was accepting for this Rudelva, she would be running at Caulfield, and she is indeed scratched from this. So you will need another third selection. But talk us through the Rodelva Stakes. Yeah, um, with the only colt in the field, the four Litchfield County. Um, speaking to Mick Kent Jr. for a article a few weeks back, and he said that this um, this Seabrink colt was one of the ones to watch in their stable. He <clears throat> finished fourth behind Menage at Caulfield last start. Should have finished much closer. Didn't really have much room. Um, had a key stage and was racing tight for much of the straight, but it was a pretty pretty handy performance in um, stepping up in class. His two wins, first and second up, were, were very good. I think he's got plenty of ability and 
uh, finds a nice race here to sort of add some black type to Litchfield County. The one in second instant celebrity, this filly, um, she came of age last preparation. She won her first four and then was third, was excellent in a Caulfield in a thousand guineas after settling uh, near enough at the tail there. She was third behind Odium there, about two lengths, beaten two lengths. She resumes here. Um, she certainly has plenty of class and is the danger to my top pick. I think the 10 echoes in eternity showed up a nice turn of foot to win a Morpheville last start. She's, she does mix her form, but her, her three wins as preparation have been excellent. Um, there were excuses offered for the, for the fail two back. Um, she can't be too harsh there, but yeah, the way she sort of uh, found the line once into the clear was a very promising the run of a very promising filly and in for fourth, the 11 Spanish airline four to beat one, 10 and 11. Alrighty. Race seven at Morpheville on Saturday is the Auraria stakes. Uh, first leg traditionally of the Phillies triple crown over there. Probably not what it once was, uh, back in the 1990s, but this one is a set weights and penalties for the three-year-old fillies at group three level over 1,800 metres. Red Hot favourite has to jump from the widest draw if they um, elect her, and I'm sure they will. Steinem, she was she was dominant at Sandown Hillside there. She bolted in, seemed to do it with plenty in reserve as well. Um, was stepping up to the 1,600 metres. That backed up a, an excellent debut win at Pakenham. Um, she's got plenty of ability, this girl, and <clears throat> we'll need a bit of luck from the wide draw, but got Joel McNeil to come over, to, going over to Adelaide to ride her. So obviously it shows a, the opinion that that he thinks of her. Hard to beat with with, it, with even luck, I think. The 12 gunmetal girl was was left in her wake in that same race at Sandown Hillside. Um, she'll need to make up a few lengths to make um, a few lengths to, to change the result. But I do like how she's preparation. She's certainly shown a little bit early on and this time around um, she, she's come on. She beat a good one first up in misconduct and was rock solid in her next two starts. Uh, Gunmetal girl. The one Perure off a freshen up after uh, failing to threaten in the, the Alex, Alistair Clark last start. Did win the Autumn Classic two back over the 800 metres and in for fourth I got the 16 spectacle from the McAvoy stable. Seven to beat 12, one and 16. And race eight at Morpheville on Saturday is the last of the black type events. And this is the Arian Irwin Stakes, 1,100 metres, group three, standard weight for age. And uh, there's a few handy types in here. Not all of them, uh, I guess, in their best form, but uh, it's an interesting field. Sure is. Uh, I thought it was a pretty tough um, race. I think we can go, even though there is some... Pretty big fields in the quaddy. I think we can go wide in this one. With Exhilarate's top, um, she has reasonable first up form. This Godolphin mare, um, good despite sort of sitting wide off a wide gate last when first up last time in, but she did go on to perform well that preparation in some good races. Though on top for me is the 10 here. The 11 in next Hummer Hummer going well this preparation. I think ready now, third up. Closed well at this track last start and um, was good around fa- behind Fabagino when first up down the straight. Two Camel Passer flying this preparation. Excellent in Oakley Plates. Just missed the um, the dead heat pair of Celebrity Queen and Portland Sky. 
that Portland Sky has gone on to frank that form. Um, and in for fourth, I have six octane. I think much better than what he showed first up. If you can turn around, get back and getting back onto a track that he likes, winning, winning four from th- uh, three from four here, uh, he can certainly figure uh, in this 10, 11, two, and six. All righty, and your best and value bits come up earlier in the program, starting with race three, number 11, Anitra. Yeah, a bit of value, I think, in, in the earlier races. Um, Anitra certainly come up a bigger price than I thought she would. She's around $8. I thought she'd be half that price. Um, the first up form was very good. Her last start, her last preparation, the first up performance was excellent. She blitzed her rivals on the on the synthetic. And then she took on some good races in town. She was third behind Succeed, Succeed indeed with a, with a big weight on her back and then half a length off Poland at Flemington next start. So she only, she's only won the one race, but she's been thereabouts around some pretty handy horses. This is um, certainly one of the, the weaker fields she's come across. She's up against the older horses, I guess, which is probably why the, the market's elected to go with a few, a few others. But from what she's shown against some pretty handy three-year-old's last preparation with the 54 kilos, I'm willing to bet she won a big race first up. So she's my best of the day. The value comes up in the next. And Gracie Bird, the 13, has come up 31 to 1. Uh, her form, this preparation has been a little bit disappointing. She didn't fire on a wet track first up. Willing to forgive that. Her best form is on, on top of the ground. And then at a similar distance last start, she... Um, no hope on the turn, but picked up pretty nicely in the straight. In the straight, I thought she's going to really relish the rise of 1600 metres. She does her best work over these sort of middle distance staying trips, and uh, with 51 kilos on her back, I thought she was certainly worth a couple of bet, a couple of dollars each way. Gracie Bird, race four, number 13. All righty, Eagle Farm, the venue for Brisbane racing on Saturday. And there's a couple of black type races. First of them is race five. That is the James Squire Daybreak Lover, 1,400 metres listed event, set weights for three-year-olds. I'm going to give God a kiss another chance here. She's a classic filly. She uh, disappointing face on face value, the first up performance, but returned to the stores and the, the vet had a look and she reported that she pulled up with a bit of a coughing fit there. So, Probably have to forget that. As, as I said, she was just too bad to be true first up. Uh, beating 10 lengths in a five-horse field. Um, she jumped out, sorry, trialled really well prior to that. So giving her another chance, and I think she can bounce back. One Apache chase uh, back in, drops four kilos after not finishing off with a big weight last start. He did win a group three here four starts ago. Mass destruction and be water, my friend, fill out the exotics. But six on top of one, two, and five in the daybreak lover. And your best at Eagle Farm comes up in the other black type race. That is race eight, the TAB Ascot Handicap. And uh, that is a uh, quality handicap over 1,000 metres. Yeah, with Vega 1 in that, and here's my best of the day. Um, look, the fresh form, anything to write home about, but I did like the way he won a trial um, earlier in the week on the Tuesday. But there's plenty of speed in this race. I'll suit him to the ground. He'll get back and I think he'll be really running. He'll be running over the top of these with the with the fast speed out in front. So Vega one on top, just the class of the field. I think he can be two classy for these first up. 
Master Jamie next does fly fresh and has drawn well. There's a lot of speed in the race that I touched on. He'll be <clears throat> certainly up there, but he has absorbed pressure and won in the past. Iconic Star can bounce back, a much better horse than what we saw first up. And Kai Lisi, a horse that's never far away and does get a little bit of weight relief from the last start. One on top of two, five, and nine. And the value comes up in the last barks. And with Sally Pops in one of those no metro win races. So there's a few of these that. Um, sort of coming out of uh, weaker races and doesn't don't have a lot of city form to sort of um, go back on. But she's uh, three runs back from a spell in, in provincial New South Wales have been pretty good. She was good behind a handy one in French Bonnet first up. And then solid again, rising to the 1,600 metres at Kembla Grange behind Favreau. She just probably didn't run out the 2,100 metres last start, but she wasn't far away there. She drops the 51 kilos after the claim and this and the drop back in distance to a, a trip 1,400 metres, which she has had success over in the past. So, lightly racing still as upside Sally Pops. I think 20 to 1 when I last looked at the markets in the last. Race 9, number 12. All right, Joel, sorry, I didn't uh, uh, ask you about Adelaide. Any uh, thoughts Adelaide on Adelaide or Brisbane? I did like Litchfield County, so in the same boat as Daniel. I thought Muntasira was another good chance in the Redelva in the Araria, I liked uh, Cyrileo Miss from the Simon Wild team. Only had the two runs this time in. It was a good win first start. Beating at odds on at Sandown, but I just thought she was looking for a bit further. She's out of a Galileo mesh, so the step up in trip should suit. And in the Irwin, going to need a little bit of luck from Wide Gate, but I thought Sava 2XL could run well. And 6 Octane, maybe back in Adelaide. He was well held, well held first up over the 1,000 at Caulfield, but... Maybe back in Adelaide where his form was very good before obviously coming across to Melbourne, uh, he might be able to bounce back and find some of his best form. All right, Ascot, once again, the venue for Perth Racing on Saturday. And, uh, well, it's uh, starting to, uh, Carnival's starting to uh, wind down a bit over there. But there is a Group 3 race this Saturday. It is race 8, the WA size produce stakes. Uh, as traditional for a size produce, it's over 1,400 metres. It's worth 200,000. Group three, as mentioned, and a lot of folk reckon that the Philly Lua can turn the tables on ex-sport man. Um, but BJ Ryan, our man in Perth, reckons ex-sport man can complete the clean, a clean sweep of the... WA two-year-old features. Uh, he's already won the Magic Millions and the Karakata Plate. Stepping up to 1,400 metres and drawn barrier four. But uh, they are $3.75 favourites each of two, those two. Um, BJ's best race nine, number two, Billy Ain't Silly. And value bet race two, number four, Akramantula. Joel, earlier in the day across the Tasman, yeah, they're racing at Caraba and Hastings. By the presence of the Group One Thoroughbred Breeders Stakes that was lost last week when uh, the rain hit the Tiara race course, so that's the highlight for the day with the uh, the big guns Avantage, Levante, Coventina Bay going head to head. I am with Levante uh, to beat Avantage, Coventina Bay, and Travelling Light. That's race seven on the card. My best for Tarapa is the Class Mare Two Illicit. She's a very talented filly. Um, not sure if we've got a Brisbane campaign eyed off for her because uh, I'm not sure if there's a lot to, to be around for in New Zealand, although the, 
the Easter Handicap, which, funnily enough, isn't run at Easter, um, but is a strong race at Ellerslie. That could be a target for her. She was impressive first up last prep with 59.5. She's got 61.5 here. But from gate one, she's just going to need the gaps to open up. And I think if they do, she can win. My value bet is race six, number eight, Our Fine Wine. Now, both of her wins have been at Tarapa. She does her best racing here. The first up run was excellent for second. Just put a pen through that last run. She's got a duck egg next to her name, but she got run off the track at the 600 by a wayward runner. And I thought from a good gate with the claim, she looked a good each way bet. And the other meeting is at Hastings. Got a bit of black type action there. Uh, it's not a bad card at all. My best bet is Dawn Parade, race uh, race four, number three, who is being touted perhaps for a Queensland campaign by Tony Pike. He looked promising in his first prep. A recent trial was very good. I think he can kick off a campaign with a win. And as for the value bet, race five, number 11, Rockin' Horse. Was in good form prior to the last run. Bit disappointing. We didn't have all favours. Can bounce back here at a bit of a price. Alrighty, that wraps up a massive Saturday of racing around Australasia and brings us to our best $20 bets of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Yes. Well, uh, look, nothing much to uh, brag about last week. Uh, we did have one collect, which was from me, Lacuro, but uh, got you back 30 for your 20. I suppose I didn't know that uh, that Explosive Jack was going to come out and frank the form beforehand. Uh, so uh, I think Lacuro started at seventy, but uh, we go off the Super Tab dividend, which uh, was only a dollar fifty. But look, think of it as uh, I'd been uh, like Greg Chapel, uh, you know, hitting the ball well, but just kept getting out for a duck. And so this time, I just thought I'd just nerdle it, nerdle it down to uh, short fine leg uh, for a single. So I am going to go slightly more courageous, uh, but only slightly this Saturday. I'm going to go uh, all up. At uh, Caulfield, with a uh, couple of these, a uh, couple of these dead set certainties, uh, I'm going to go race one, number two, Mahamadeus into race four, number one, yeah, Mister Quickie, twenty bucks all up, Joel, Sydney and uh, go with Monty Filia, twenty a win, race five, number one. Uh, heading to Caulfield as well, race eight, number three. I think how I manage it will be uh, hard to catch. Uh, there, so $20 on $3.90. Excellent. Well, uh, thanks for your company once again, listeners. Uh, don't forget to uh, smash that subscribe <laughs> button. I don't really ever know what that means, but uh, every podcast I listen to, they all tell you to do it. <laughs> and uh, it leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. Uh, in the shops Friday morning, it is online now, Thursday afternoon, as we speak. All the form for Friday. Friday night at Cranbourne, Saturday and Sunday, Fields of Cox Harbour Monday, and all your favourite features as well. Uh, in the meantime, back plenty of winners on day two of the championships, and we'll talk to you next week on the preview podcast.